welcome everybody to February. You're listening to Sisterhood as We Know It with Deed and Son. Welcome. Welcome to February. I think I'm in denial that Valentine's Day is like stones throw away. I love Valentine's Day. You know what I love are like the Reese's pieces. Like when they come out and they do this with every holiday, like you get the Easter egg on the side, like just, just like it fits in the palm of your hand, but it's just the right size. Yum. And it's like the perfect. So that's kind of what I get my hubby every year is just a little drugstore candy. I love a heart shaped Reese's pieces. My kids have already requested Kit Kat specifically for Valentine's Day. What about you? What do you get the kids? Oh yeah. them. <laughs> what have I done the past few years? Hold on a second. Let me, let me, you know, the beautiful mind calculation. <laughs> let me, let me think back. Um, I think with the kiddos, it's basically like all the sweets. I've done heart donuts, like, like just fun donuts. <gasps> fun. From, you know, cause Krispy Kreme comes out with the cute, like, it's like the perfect shade of pink. They're glazed donuts. And then because they have a lot of candy from, from their their class actually it just dawned on me no wonder i haven't really been thinking about valentine's day because there's no way to pass it out this year right and by this time around this time is when i had the valentine's ready just because it's like fun to like buy them you know and you have to get early to get the characters anytime after the seventh it's kind of like slim pickings it sure is yeah um, we are doing homemade valentine's because we're not passing them out this year to, to classmates you didn't even think about it covid valentine's well, it's a good way. This is kind of bad, but it's kind of like the good way to kind of, you know, <laughs> I don't believe in ghosting, but it's kind of the good way. <laughs> Wait, to Wait. we took a turn and I don't know where you went. So it's I a just good mean time that being... if you don't want to talk to your, to your, val- if there's a Valentine that thinks that you're their Valentine, but you don't want to be their Valentine, COVID's kind of saving you right now. <laughs> got you and then also for parents like me who forget well actually no because it's like fun to kind of to shop for the kids classes valentine's it's just fun to do Um, usually valentine's day is kind of like halloween in our house like we do all the things we have it um we have i haven't busted out the decorations yet because i feel like i just took down the christmas decorations we might bake something although i've been on whole 30 and i know we're gonna talk on whole 30 and it's just like i can't bake anything right now just because if i bake it i want to eat it that's fair and that is self-care. That is self-care. Okay, actually, there's one little Valentine's little thing that I want to get for the kids. Are the heart ding-dongs. You know, like the individually wrapped, like, chocolate cakes with, like, a filling in the middle? And they're shaped in little in a, in a heart? I mean, it's like the perfect treat. From afar, it looks like it. Because, you know, I haven't had any sugar. So anything right now looks like the perfect treat to me. <laughs> Tell us what your first non-Whole30 food is going to be. Oh my gosh, it's a toss-up. And I'm just going to say one word, communion. Bread or wine? You are so funny. <laughs> I'm serious because there's like this, you know, the artisano. Everybody knows the fluffy white bread. You can get two loaves of it at Costco. And it's just the perfect sandwich but bread. It's made by Sara Lee, but you don't know it unless you read the label. But you'll know when you see it. It's called, am I pronouncing it right? Artisano? I think so. And like, let me tell you, every time I pull it out every day, because the kids make themselves peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for, for lunch, I just smell that bread. <laughs> it's so good. It's so like fluffy and white. I just want to bite it. 
think we found your first non-whole 30 compliant food bread Bread. it's gonna be bread um the other thing but when you asked me the question in my head i was thinking champagne 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 or wine just like hello old friend because we started whole 30 on the first of the month and it was january 1st we still had a ton of leftovers of all the goodies and indulgence from december 31st so i froze everything i froze the babka bread that I made for the first time. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that because that was a hit with the fam and probably a new tradition. Son will attest to it. And if you it don't know what babka, thank you. If you don't know what babka is, think cinnamon bread, loaf, handmade. And I also froze, are you ready for this? That's just staring at me in the freezer. I'm ready. My three massive chocolate chip copycat Levon cookies. So I've been using this recipe since Good one. the pandemic from this food blogger called from um, her username is let's let's eat y'all. And she's a food blogger and she made a copycat recipe of the Levon cookies from New York City. I will actually s- figure out how to slowly put things back into my diet because um, ironically enough with Whole30, because you are excluding dairy, sugar, um, legumes and grains. You have to be very creative in what you cook, but because you have to be creative, there's basically like I have, ironically enough, I have more recipes with Whole30 than I do without Whole30. I feel like our listeners should know that you are a very good cook. I feel like you usually have a recipe and it's mostly a guide and then you just do your own thing and it still turns out amazing. Oh my gosh, son. It's the truth. It's the truth. Thank you. Thank you. In fact, I have a new one for you that I need to try. It was a stir fry. It was really delicious. And then tomorrow I'm making bistig, which is a Filipino dish. It's my second time making it. Um, I was able to make chicken and double whole 30. So I'm going to continue it in some shape or form. And I can't have cauliflower rice by itself, but I can Uh, have it. I do not like it. Oh my gosh. I, I, even when I try to like jazz it, like I make cauliflower risotto air quotes did not taste like risotto. If you're eating it like with, you know, a dish that requires rice, it's fine. But I, I just can't do it by itself. What I'm hearing you say is Whole30 is still, you're still going strong, but you're looking forward to having bread again. And you are enjoying the recipes and it's getting easier yeah. as far it's as. It's getting easier. It's getting yeah. easier. Like as we get, and I, and what I like about it too, and this can go with anything, not just Whole30, but because um i wanted to set up for success i had to meal i have to meal plan um i've actually have spent less way less money at costco because i've been like finishing yes and i know exactly what i want by meal planning like yeah let me tell you something i am i do not like eggs anymore i can't wait too many of them <laughs> the first two weeks i can't look at one nope don't want one nope no thank you okay so i should have at the end of this like deeds tips and tricks a whole 30 because I, I can definitely should. give a lot if you're considering a whole 30 like things that, like great resources instagram handles what to buy my recommendations my go-tos and let me tell you something when there's only and because eggs are easy it's easy to get sick of them meaning like if you don't have anything in your fridge and you don't plan you will easily get sick of eggs and i planned and everything and i'm still sick of eggs okay <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you guys something. Those of you who like celery sticks, congratulations. <laughs> me no can do. <laughs> me no can do. I can only do them chopped really, really small in my tuna salad.
Chewy Tall Edgio 4 and Anne Hathaway star in HBO Max's film Locked Down. Locked Down is a 2021 American romantic comedy heist film directed by Doug Lyman and written by Stephen Knight. Thoughts? I can already tell just from the energy where Anne Hathaway was in a separate room. I was like, is this going to be one of the movies where they film separately? And because they're not, they're in different rooms. And I know that obviously they're not happy with each other. Um, But I couldn't get past the scene after he talks in the street. And then like he finds people in the bushes or something. So let me know if I need to give it a chance. I couldn't get past the energy. I was like, okay. Is it worth, should I turn it on? Should I go I back? I think so. I think it's definitely a slow start. So if you were just going to describe the film, so. yeah. what the film is about, it's, not, it's, it's about a couple who, an unhappy married couple who is in lockdown and then they get into a heist. I didn't even get that far. Oh, okay. So they get into, that's, that's the sliding? I would say this movie, yes, this movie is about a couple in lockdown who are breaking up and there's an opportunity to steal something Ooh. major. Okay. All right. Then I will turn, I will turn that tent, turn that flick back on. In honor of February and Valentine's day, I think we should talk about some of our favorite rom-coms. So Ooh. I think we should talk about our favorite rom-coms, our favorite unconventional love story. Let's see. What's another category. How about, a musical. Easy peasy. All right. The first one is a classic, which start, which is from my favorite writer, producer, director, Nora Ephron. May she rest in peace. Um, it's called, it stars uh, Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. And it's called When Harry Met Sally. I knew you were going to say that. There are so many lines from there that we all say today that are part of our culture. One of them is, you know, I say it, but I'll have what she's having. <laughs> I mean, it's the most famous scene. And um, fun fact, the woman in that scene who says that line is Rob Reiner's uh, mother. Rob Reiner's the director. Um, but it's, it's if you want a story that takes place in New York City um, and features like all the seasons in New York City and a couple that starts off as friends and then ends up um becoming more than that because of their friendship then and you love meg ryan and you can and you like the humor of billy crystal it's it's a classic love story and the theory of this film is like men and women can't be friends because men always want to have sex with the women (laughs) so you just see what what how that um develops so when harry met sally um and the second one i have to think about because i oh man okay okay all right, this one is more Valentine's Day, so I will say this as more of a Valentine's Day rom-com. Okay. Um, is Hitch. I mean, like, I love... Yes, with, that's a good with, one. Um, it came out, oh my gosh, can you believe it? 16 years ago. I can't believe in the early 2000s. Um, it stars Will Smith and... Eva Mendes, thank you. And the chemistry between them, the chemistry between... Um, Will Smith and Kevin, what's his name? Kevin, I love that guy. He's so funny. Mall cop. 
I'd have to think Kevin about Kevin James. Kevin James. Sorry. Kevin. Oh man. He's so so, cool. so it's it's starring Will Smith, Eva Mendez, Kevin James. I love that one. Um, I've already said you've got mail and my Christmas one, so I'm not going to say it again. Again, New York City, Meg Ryan. You can see a pattern there. Um, I'd have to say, okay, I'm just going to throw in a third one, and it also has Meg Ryan. But Sleepless in Seattle. It's um, it's with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks also, and that one's a really good one. And that one actually is is about Valentine. It's like it centers around Valentine's Day. I've never watched Sleepless in Seattle all the way through. It's, it's uh, poor Ken, no. <laughs> because poor Ken, poor Ken, no. I I don't know. I think it makes me sleepy. I hear you. Okay, I hear you. But you know, I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a give whirl. It a whirl. Give, maybe we can watch it together. Maybe we should. Maybe that's the only way I'll stay awake. Okay, how about you? Before I go into the other categories. The, my top two, when I thought about this, immediately, my best friend's wedding. Oh, man, so good. I love those. There's a lot oh, of lines yeah. in there that me indeed say to each other, such as, you're never going to be Jello. <laughs> I have to be Jello. You're never going to be Jello. Creme brulee will never be Jello. I got to be Jello. No, 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 no. no. I be Jello. I'm jealous. <laughs> it's such a great light. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so if you know, you know. Yes. And you know. the other one that I really like, and it makes me laugh every single time I watch it, is just go I with knew it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Great combo. And Kidman's in there too. Oh, Nicole Kidman is so good in it. Her scenes with Jennifer Aniston, I feel like they just need to do another movie together, just a comedic movie together. She, I love Nicole Kidman's comedic ability. She's, she's just good as like, you know, what she usually does in dramas and in horror films. She's so spooky in horror films and, or scary movies. And, but I mean, you talked about voracious and then doing. But her ability to be funny is just, it's so good. So it's good. so good. But those two, for sure, uh, I'm going to watch. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Thank you. Unconventional love story movies. I only have one in this category. Okay, you go first. The Big Sick. Good one. Yes. It's based on Kumail Nanjiani's true love story with his wife. Man, I don't, there's so many, because I've all, because all I, because if you look at anything on my searches, I always look for romance. I always look for love stories. I always, so it's hard for me to choose one. Now, if I was going to say unconventional, okay, so I have a couple. Um, One is Midnight in Paris. That's about um, a writer, a television writer who's in, and it's with Rachel McAdams too. And um, they're on vacation in Paris. And when he goes out walking at night, he um, is in the twenties. He's in Paris in the twenties and he meets like Ernest Hemingway and all the like. Interesting. Yeah. You haven't, you've never seen it. It's really good. Mm. Um, um, 
And then the other one, I would say, um, it's Woody. Okay, so all my favorite non-conventional love stories are all Woody Allen films. I, I'm a Woody Allen fan. That's a fun fact about me. Have I said it yet, yet on this podcast? I don't think you have. Man, all of these films, all my these ones, these unconventional ones, are ones before I had kids. Although, actually, all of these are are are, are films I loved before having kids, and I still love them today. Okay, I have um, two more categories. Go ahead. One is still in the movie category, which is musical, and the other category is series. Okay. For musical, I have two. My favorite musical is singing in the rain so that's one of them oh, good one. That's one. yeah and then the other one is the other one is la la land which makes an appearance here too oh, and it that's was a good one one of my christmas ones too <laughs> that's a really good one okay my favorite one is the sound of music but that's a classic and that's a love that's story classic it is it for sure is a love story the series on Amazon Prime called Modern Love, which is oh, which man, are stories, real one. life stories based on the New York Times column, right? It's based on the New York Times column, Modern Love. Yes, um, and they feature essays where people write in their stories to the New York Times and then the New York Times features right. them. The New York Times column that explores relationships, love, and the human connection. So what's nice about that series is that it's not just romantic love. It also talks about other types of love, doesn't it? Yeah, it's different. Yes. Yes. And then the other one I would say is the one we talked about a couple of episodes ago, which was uh, HBO Max original called love life starring anna kendrick i think what's really great about the anna kendrick one too is that we saw a side of anna kendrick that we haven't really seen okay yes since i, I want to go vintage here okay let's I'm gonna go vintage here. I'm, I'm gonna go vintage one of my favorite love stories dramedies no not dramedy just drama it's just drama is are you ready for this and i would recommend this to anyone if you want this is the opposite of once of what sun said this is full-on romance legends of the fall classic brad pitt classic 90s anthony hopkins it's about two sons who take who um follow after their father anthony hopkins he has a heart attack they own this huge beautiful ranch in montana one goes off and does his thing goes out to the wilderness and the other son follows his track and ends up becoming senator. But let me just tell you something. If you look around, let me just see when this was published. But I bet you the top boy name after that was Tristan. And it was because Legends of the Fall. Have you seen it, son? Don't think I sat through that one either. Wasn't it sad? It's a full-on drama. It's 27 years old. So, you know. Who is your favorite series couple love story Ooh, is it ross and rachel mm. is it no, no. okay <laughs> okay recently Oppy, it'd be the duke and i Daphne. knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say it that. had to be because that's what i could think of recent what we call in corporate 
recency bias. I've never heard that before. Recency bias. Yeah, your opinion is just based on like just what ha- what just happened. I'm going to I might have to start using that. The Duke and Daphne. Well, that's just but that's just not that's not of all time. What keeps popping up to me right now, it's another love story movie, which is I have to add this in my top Valentine's Day ones. It's something's got to give and it's complicated by Nancy Myers. Two different movies. Two different movies. Something's got to give dot 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 comma it's complicated you need to watch something's gotta give and it's complicated oh you haven't seen them yet i know I have it on repeat okay i'll check it out i'm trying to think of series ones i can't think of one do you have one i can't think of one yet i think mine is my recency bias which is yes. uh jim and pam from the office that is and you know what that's not a recency bias because that came out a long time ago and you, you can watch them over and over again. So I think it's a true one. It's so hard. I, I mean, because like all my favorite series, I'm thinking don't have great couples. That's why I'm struggling. You want me to just okay, that? yeah. Tell us, tell us who, what you're thinking through right now. Succession, Game of Thrones, West Wing. There's really no love story in West Wing. Well, Schitt's Creek has good couples in there. Yes. I Oh, that's such couples. a good one. I would definitely yeah. say Patrick and David. Yes. I feel like we all fell in love with Patrick when he's saying to David. That's a good one. Favorite movie couples. George Clooney and Julia Roberts in Ocean's Eleven. Definitely. Love them. Um, the ones I already mentioned, which is like, I, I think Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, they're in like a number of films together. They're great. Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal. Great. Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin in It's Complicated, which you haven't seen yet. That's good. Okay, here's one that you have. I I haven't seen in years, but kind of want to see it. Although I have to like gear myself up for it. It's like I like it, but you know how there's those, those movies you like, but you have to like mentally just get prepared to watch it. Okay, is um Eric Bana and Rachel McAdams, the time traveler's wife. I'm not a fan of that movie. <laughs> um, it is a little odd. Anyways, I just want to talk. Oh, and then um, Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant in Notting Hill. That's a good one. Okay, your favorite. Oh, couple. here's mine. Rachel and Nick from Crazy Rich Asians. Here's another category. What about um, movies that celebrate friendship? When you said unconventional, I really wanted to say as a good Valentine's Day movie, Devil Wears Prada. Because it's not a rom-com, but it's just a great girl coming of her own movie. And yes. there's a love story in the background, but it's not. it's definitely not centered around her love life it's around her around andy okay i think our our next episode should be completely dedicated to galentine's day and the movies that we should watch with our gal pals during galentine's day which kind of is a great transition but i don't want to give anything away okay. sun red in five years i did and so thoughts on in five years I think it would make a really great movie. The synopsis of the story is that the main character is a planner. She has planned her whole life, basically, and she's applying to her dream job. And the question from the interviewer is, where do you see yourself in five years? And she has her answer practiced and sounds great. And she knows where she's going and she knows where she wants to be. However... She has a flash forward to five years from now, and it's nothing like what she pictured 
And so it's a story of getting to that point of her flash forward. Great synopsis. Thank you. Um, When I went to the website for the book, I described it as also a love letter to New York City. And and I can see why. I mean, there's many places in, it takes place in New York. There's many places in New York um, where there's a lot of her in her journey getting there has very meaningful areas in New York um, uh, for her and her uh, fiance, boyfriend, and then her and her best friend. And what's interesting about this book is that you see the different relationships that um, the heroine has um, and they evolve throughout the five years. And that you could say that about any book, but this is specifically about getting to that moment. I'm telling you, I cried. I just totally cried. I was like, I would recommend it. I'm glad glad you liked, um, you enjoyed it too. It would totally make a great movie. Obsessions. Okay, so my current obsession right now, and forgive me if this was the same one from last week. Did I talk about coconut milk last week? I don't remember coconut milk. Okay. Well, my favorite obsession right now is unsweetened coconut milk. I add it to my... It's not a dessert. It's a snack. Not a treat. Because we can't have treats at all dirty. But I pour it over my warm banana and cinnamon. And it's just it's just scrumptious. But when I when I came, you know, I discovered it because Whole Foods, when you order it from Prime, they ask for substitutes. And I was like, this is compliant. I can do coconut milk and this is compliant. So very nice. Thank you. And then this is my current obsession right now. And I actually haven't done it at all recently, but I'm about to do it tonight after we record this podcast is chia seed pudding. I am so excited. I'm going to make it because again, let me tell you, I'm egged out. What's in it? I know chia seeds, but what else do you put um, in it? Almond milk and okay. vanilla extract. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that, and it's completely sugar free. And the nice thing about Whole Thirty is that it's it's a literal sugar free. Like you, you eat sugar, of course, because you eat fruits, but you don't have any. You're not allowed to have any sugar substitutes. Okay, I have two obsessions this week. One of them is super boring, and the other one is a little bit juicy. Ooh. So I'll start with the boring one. I am obsessed with schedule send on Gmail. Oh, that's Are you using this? Mm -hmm. It's so great. When you're typing an email in the middle of the night and you don't want to send it in the middle of the night, you just schedule it to send for the next morning or the next afternoon. Whenever you want to send it, it will send it. Basically, it's like my go-to because... You don't want your email saying like 10 p.m. or like yes. 9.30 or like 8 p.m. It's also great about schedule send is if you're working with people who um, live on the East Coast, because we do a lot of that in Good what one. I do, is that they're coming in to the office three hours earlier than us on the Pacific, on the West Coast and Pacific time. And so you can schedule send for it to come in, you know, to like go in as early as like, I like I do a lot of mine like at 7 a.m. because I know that they're already in the office. I have another added benefit to schedule send. Okay, go. Is if you forgot to say something or if you regret what you said, you can delete it and change it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is such a good one. That's a good point and it is yes. so true. Yeah. You could add, edit, or delete. It's a great way to blow off steam. Yes, I agree. I, slash get things done. And it just it's a really great lifesaver. 
Okay, my next obsession is an account on Instagram that I started following maybe a week or two ago, and I am obsessed with it. It's an account called Demois. Have you heard of it? No. How do you spell it? D-E-U-X-M-O-I. And so what is it about? It is people spilling tea on celebrities anonymously. Oh, curators of pop culture. You know how on Gossip Girl it says like spotted, Serena with blah, 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 yes. right? So people see celebrities where they live and they tell Demois and Demois shares it with the world. No wonder it says statements made on this account have not been independently confirmed. This account does not claim any information published is based in fact. The inside scoop before it hits any big tabloid. Okay, I hope I get approved. So I have one more thing to add or person to add on my obsessions and that's Amanda Gorman. And she's everybody's obsession right now. That's definitely one of my obsessions right now too. Yes, she is the National Poet Laureate. Is that, am I saying that the right way? She read her poem, The Rut. What is it called? The Hill We Climb. The Hill We Climb. Inspiring, articulate, magical, whimsical, um, a breath of fresh air. Just something America needed at that moment. It was love. It was education. It was history. It was looking forward. It like I'm getting chills just talking about her. Like she just, um, hands down, was like the best thing about the inauguration. That and my completely other, agree. Thank you. thank you. That and my other obsession, which is Bernie, which is everybody's obsession. <laughs> They're like everybody was dressed to the nines except for one. <laughs> I know. I know. But what's so great is like he wasn't trying to prove anything. He was just. Like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. He was just showing. He's like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. And then with his mittens, people have been contacting the school teacher who made those mittens for Bernie. And she straight up has been telling people, I'm a wife, I'm a mother and a school teacher, and I have no time for that. And I was like, go, go her. I feel like the inauguration had it all. Amanda Gorman served us hope. Bernie Sanders <laughs> served us laughs. Michelle Obama served us style and grace. Oh, and Kamala Harris really served us girl power. Um, I will give a shout out. And Sun and I have talked about her elizabeth holmes who does the commentary on the on royal fashion and she did a great um breakdown of the fashion of um what jill biden wore and what kamala harris wore down and like even talked about the mask um and like the dress and like the inauguration dress so if you're into that i suggest going to e holmes instagram page like for example on jill biden's dress her white ball gown um the flowers on the edge of it were hand stitched. Each flower represented one of the 50 states. So she had like. Love that. Yeah, yes. And she's using designers who are not on purpose, who are like, she's intentional about using designers who are not well known. Every single inauguration is a historical event, but this one was just different because a woman vice president, it's powerful. It's definitely something. It's a step in the right hasn't direction. Seen, hasn't seen ever. Ever. Of course, I loved, I loved, you know, seeing Lady Gaga and, um, and J-Lo. You mean I the Hunger that Games? great, too. I know so many people were saying that. I know. We will see you all next week. Join us next week for our Valentine's Day special. And I can actually probably 
eat or drink something. No, you know what? I can even drink something now. I might have some tea still. Who knows? You know what? Go and have go and have your chia seed pudding. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sisterhood as we know it. If you enjoyed the show, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and tell your friends all about us.